Hello and welcome to Two Bald Men and Friend, the show where we talk about issues and ideas using pop culture as the springboard. I'm your host, Joe, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Alex. Hello. And today we are joined by our friend, Keely. Hello. Today we're talking about the Office episode, Woof.com, and how Thanksgiving is uh, looked over in popular culture. So, spoiler alert for that episode of The Office. Sit back, relax, or if you're driving, please sit upright and continue to drive vigilantly. So this is a little different than our normal episodes. We don't typically do specific episodes of TV shows, but we were looking for a Thanksgiving special to talk about, and this came up on a list as The Office's Thanksgiving episode. And if you've seen this episode, you know it has nothing to do with Thanksgiving. So that gave us the idea to talk about how pretty much um, everything's Halloween, and then as soon as Halloween's over, everything's Christmas. Yeah, uh, while we were on that list, we did see like a few really good sitcoms that do have Thanksgiving episodes. Uh, but we decided to go with this one again for the theme that we chose. But I did want to give a shout out to How I Met Your Mother's Slapsgiving um, Thanksgiving series. Um, and I definitely like Brooklyn Nine-Nine's Thanksgiving episodes too. So shout out to you guys. <laughs> yeah, stick stick a noise in there. We'll, we'll do it in post. Um, so, Keely, do you think you can give us a little bit of a synopsis of this episode? So there are three main ideas, uh, plots, in this episode. One is that Ryan tries to get investors before Wolf goes under. Uh, the second one is that Dwight runs a harvest festival corn maze with hay instead of corn to fulfill a childhood dream. Uh, and then Jim hits his commission cap and then procrastinates work, which he tends to do anyway. Yeah, and uh, I actually realized, like, this is only a 22-minute episode, but they fit in a lot of, like, plots that came in from previous episodes. So, like, Woof.com, or just Woof as a company, came up seasons ago, I think. Yeah, um, at least a season. Yeah, and um, revolving around the hay maze... Angela is trying to commit to the contract that he and Dwight have, and you sort of see that conclude as they introduce the senator character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, <clears throat> as you mentioned, Jim kind of procrastinates anyway, so it was interesting um, because earlier they say that the salesmen have no commission cap, and that's why Jim goes back to being a salesman instead of being the regional manager. But now to make Jim procrastinate, which he does every episode, they were like, let's get rid of this thing that we specifically mentioned in a previous episode. Uh, well, that, does that happen after Saber takes over? Yes. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, So, but just to your point, it's interesting that they pulled so much from previous episodes to like make this episode. Yeah. Um, and none of it has to do with Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, I mean, there's hay. But even that, I'd say, is more like Halloween-ish. It's fall. Yeah, right? fall. Yeah, yeah, so. Yeah, what I said, Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's the problem. Maybe Halloween is fall and yeah. Christmas and other holidays are winter. And that's why Thanksgiving is forgotten. You got it. <laughs> All right, that, that's our. That's the end of the episode. <laughs> that's, that's a, a show. Everyone. <laughs> it's 
It's been a good five minutes. <laughs> I could definitely see um, why Thanksgiving would be a hard show, particularly for The Office to do a special about, because you can have, like, a Christmas party in your office, and, like, you can have, like, a Halloween party, and people can come dressed up. But, like, you wouldn't really have, like, a Thanksgiving party at work. Right. Um, I mean, I do think that The Office missed that on some opportunities because mm -hmm. Michael thinks of all of his coworkers as family. So you would think that he, as a character, would really care about Thanksgiving. Like, it's his chance to be like, hey, you're all my family. Like, force them into things that they don't want to be in. Um, but they do touch upon that idea with Ryan and Wolf.com mm -hmm. because he thinks of Ryan as a friend, mentor, um, but Ryan is just taking advantage of that because the company's going to go under within nine days. And the only idea that Ryan has is advertisements, 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 and not really how to, how to change the company in a way where more people want it or anything like that. Right. Um, so Ryan's like Christmas... And then Michael's like, Thanksgiving. <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess if you look at it like that, it has like Thanksgiving themes, like don't give up on your family. That's a Thanksgiving theme, right? Like, I think so. Yeah. Um... <laughs> I think the biggest theme of Thanksgiving is like, you hate your family, but you're forced to eat near them. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that... <laughs> yeah, so Michael convinces right, yeah. the rest of the office to stick with Ryan. Even though they hate him. I guess that... I guess this is their Thanksgiving episode. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, well, this episode was done in 2010, roughly. Um, and at that point, sitcoms had been doing Thanksgiving episodes with a clear Thanksgiving tie. Like, you'll have Friends episodes where every year they had a Thanksgiving uh, show. And you'll have... Well, I assume Seinfeld, but I haven't watched it. <laughs> I haven't either. Yeah, I, haven't, I cannot name a, a Seinfeld Thanksgiving episode. I'm sure there's one. Um, but I think uh, it might be possible that... I don't know if it's that deep, but it might be possible that they drew a connection between Michael as, say, Native Americans, and then Ryan as the Pilgrims just coming in and being like, Hey, you know... Listen, <laughs> I'm going to manipulate you into doing this thing, and you're going to think it's one thing, and then it's actually going to be another thing. I highly doubt that's <laughs> the it's situation. It's probably not that deep, yeah. I think you're projecting. I think you have I negative feelings yeah, towards, yeah. towards uh, the origin of Thanksgiving, and I think you are uh, aggressively putting out those opinions without saying those that's, opinions. That's, that's true. a fun it's fan true. theory. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to get into that in a few minutes, um, but I do just want to talk about the episode itself. Um, a couple of like moments that stick out for me within the episode. I really appreciate the ending of Jim editing Joe Bennett's book and forcing Gabe to stay <laughs> on the phone while she recites her entire book because he edited Gay Bastard to be Gabe. Yeah, and I love when Jim, like, I guess goes to, like, check that he's on the phone. Gabe gives him a look, like, I'm on the phone, as, like, kind of a power play of, like, I'm your boss, like, you can't talk to me right now, but little does he know, like. 
Um, I really like um, Dwight at the end when he names himself as Hay King of his Hay Festival. And then during his talking ahead, he's like, did I cart like hundreds of pounds of hay into this parking lot to relive some childhood dream of mine? Yes. <laughs> or not to relive, to fulfill. Oh, yes. Yeah, because Moe's always yeah. won. <laughs> but the light shines on Moe's. <laughs> um, I-, I thought it was weird that so many families actually showed up to participate <laughs> yeah. in Dwight's hay ride that was just in a truck that was closed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and they just drive around the block. <laughs> and the, the premise of that scene is you see the truck pull in. And then they open it and there were kids in it. <laughs> and I'm like, whoa, a lot of parents are way too willing to do this. Yeah, like the senator has a scene where he's complaining about how expensive everything is. And it's like, you don't have to do this. Like there, you could go to a hay festival, not in an office building parking lot. <laughs> but they're just like, what other option do we have? <laughs> Yeah, it seems like that was the thing to do that day. Yeah. Not a lot going on in Scranton, then. It's the electric city. Yeah. Oh, they don't have hay anywhere else, because <laughs> everything else is electricity. Oh. Uh, I think it. is what that means. That's what, yeah. Yeah. That's what I understood. Um, I do like Ryan in this episode. Mm-hmm. He continues to portray the character that he's always shown he was. Um, he's still in the closet. His his office is permanently in the closet <laughs> yeah. ever since he got sent there. They never tried to change that. <laughs> um, and then he has a tiny scene with um, Kelly mm-hmm. where Kelly comes in and says, this is my idea. And he <laughs> he does that creepy, uh, no, I help you with your ideas and you help me with my ideas. And then <laughs> right in front of Kelly goes, I'll take care of this. Don't worry, you guys. <laughs> Which, to Keeley's fan theory, Ryan stole from an Indian. Oh, look at Kinda that. Kind of pilgrimy. Wow. Wow. And even more offensive because they were Native <laughs> American. <laughs> You're right. That's the kind of pilgrim he is. He's the kind that calls them Indians. Um, you know he's got belt buckles in his shoes and on his hats. <laughs> I do want to talk about this comedian. Um, he was talking about white people, and he was like, white people invented credit in that they learned how to take credit for things they didn't do. <laughs> and so he was like, I imagined like when they go to a new place and they're like, whoa, look at these tools. Like, who created this? And they're like, well, it doesn't matter who created it. The point is that we can use them. And they were like, it doesn't matter who created it, so it shouldn't matter if I say I created it. <laughs> and then he gives the second example of coming into uh, the Americas and talking to the Native Americans, and it's like, who owns this land? Oh, no one owns this land. This is just the land. And he's like, oh, so if no one owns it, then you wouldn't mind if I said I own it. By the way, get off my land. <laughs> There's this great, um, I think it's Whitest Kids You Know sketch, and it's called um, European History. I think that's the whole title. But anyway, it's this play of European history, but it's from, like, Europe's perspective. And so one of them is 
the pilgrims going to America, and they're like, oh, greetings, Indians, we've brought you a cake. And then they're like, yeah, thanks for the cake, but you can keep it. In fact, take all of our stuff, too. <laughs> oh, well, surely you want us to share the land equally. Nope, we're gonna go find somewhere to squat, and you guys can have all of our stuff. And they're like, oh, well, well thank you, Indians. <laughs> Let's have a feast. <laughs> there was um, an AP history project that was online of people that I don't know at all, but it, uh, it's called U.S. History in a Blender, and the premise is to share U.S. history in the incorrect way but in a way that demonstrates that you do know what actually happened. Okay. Uh, and so I guess there was a pilgrim who comes in, and then this guy comes out in just, like, I guess a sweatshirt wrapped around, like, one cloth, <laughs> and is like, hello, my brethren, we're here to share this land with... And the guy just pulls out his gun and goes, ah, savage, and shoots him. <laughs> and then another Native American comes out and goes... You killed my one and only brother, Squanto. But we will still share this land. <laughs> and he goes, ah, that one tried to rape me and shoots him too. And that's the that's the, how we uh, obtained this land. You said you were supposed to tell it incorrect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, any last minute uh, reviews of Wolf.com? I know I derailed yeah. us to just talk about... <laughs> The issues with the premise of Thanksgiving. Well, that's but... podcasting, baby. <laughs> um, no, it's a pretty solid episode. Um, I love when Ryan's talking about his advertisement ideas, and he yells, Woof condoms! And he, like, throws oh, it. Yeah. He throws them on the table, and then Michael's like, Yeah, it's like, whoa, it's Rye the Woof guy! And Michael's like, yeah, it's it's Michael and Ryan! And then Ryan's like, yeah, it's Rye the Woof guy! <laughs> um... Solid jokes. That's all I have to say. Pretty good episode. Yeah, definitely. Overall, I was a fan. It was it was funny throughout. There was mm -hmm. nothing that was super crazy hilarious, but there weren't really many lulls. Yeah. And I did like seeing Angela finally break free from that uh, abuse that Dwight was providing <laughs> yeah. her. I feel like they were both kind of rough to each other. Yeah, but, and but yeah. at that point, Angela had tried to, like, seduce him and he wasn't having anything of it because she was horrible to him and now he's horrible to her and mm -hmm. now Angela gets to explore the gay senator yeah. that they don't know is gay yet. Sport we did say spoiler alert, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah, let's get into Thanksgiving being forgotten. Mm -hmm. So um before we started recording, Keely brought up the idea that maybe it's for good reason because it's predicated on the mistreatment of Native Americans. Um, so I'd be willing to talk about that idea for a little bit. Yeah, I'm definitely willing to talk about that. I don't think that that's why Thanksgiving gets skipped, um, but I do think it's important to talk about uh, the rewriting of history that we experience a lot of especially in elementary school, things like Columbus mm -hmm. Day and Thanksgiving right. are a lot of, well, this is like good and harmonious and this is how life should be. Uh, great premise, <laughs> but don't <laughs> pretend that that was reality. Right. Uh, like make a play about it. I, I could see a play about this is the ideal universe, but not a play of 
historical inaccuracies saying this was it this is what happened yeah. native americans <laughs> and pilgrims sat around together and shared this meal together and that's how we conquered america <laughs> yeah i don't even know what the that's how the pilgrims survived because they didn't know how to okay farm and stuff and the, then the, the native, native americans, americans. so basically it's well it's kind of their fault because like they taught them how to do it. <laughs> I, and I do think that happened. So I guess yeah. in that sense, the play is trying to thank the Native Americans because they're giving the Native Americans credit. Like, right. hey, we would have died without your help, but they're missing a huge part yeah. of it. <laughs> Thanks for helping me not die. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to hell, aren't we? It, uh, it'd be great if, like, in a middle school play, there was, like, one side of the stage was, like, the harmonious, typical, like, first we came to, yeah, first Thanksgiving, we come together, and then the other side of the play was, like, <laughs> what really happened. Yeah, I think we should make that happen. Yeah. That sounds... Let's I know a guy. Get Hollywood on the phone. <laughs> oh, they're listening in. Yeah. They'll, they'll contact us. <laughs> Um, real quick, Johnny Appleseed, real or not? I, I never knew. I, I, <laughs> I doubt it. I say no. <laughs> was he just a character that I learned about in social studies class? I feel like I learned about him in social studies class. You I, learned about him in social studies class? Like in like second or third grade, but also yeah. in elementary school, it's all one really long class. Right. So, so I could during have just... the social studies like <laughs> segment. Um, I like to think that he's real. <laughs> Um, in my heart of hearts, I know he's probably not. Okay, okay. Or if, if he's a person, like, he didn't do the whole thing. Because <laughs> when I learned about tall tales... Right. They prefaced to me that these are stories. When I Johnny learned about Apples. Johnny Appleseed, they just, I just came in, and they were like, it's the beginning of Apple Week. And I'm like, what is this? <laughs> on the board it said, the following events are based on a true story. Um, while we're on Johnny Appleseed, we're going to get back to Thanksgiving in a second, but I remember in my kindergarten class, we all made hats with apples, and it said, like, your name, Appleseed, so it was like Joey Appleseed, or like, uh, I don't know, what's another name? <laughs> Keely no, I Appleseed, I don't know that there's names. one name, right? Um, but what, one of my classmates' name was Johnny, and he was the luckiest kid, because <laughs> he was literally Johnny Appleseed. Anyway... Um, no, I'm not ready to go back to Thanksgiving, because that reminds me of a Friends episode, where Joey calls his Adam's apple his uh, Joey's yeah. apple. Yeah. Yeah. They are not named after each individual man. Don't you mean your Adam's apple? No, my name's Joey. <laughs> okay, now I'm ready to go back to Thanksgiving. Okay. Um, yeah, I think in I think you're right in, like regular social interaction that's why that's not the reason why thanksgiving gets passed over but i do think maybe in media specifically like kid shows that's why there's not really a lot of like thanksgiving specials or thanksgiving movies because maybe nowadays people are more aware of mm -hmm. what really happened and they're less willing to show like the idyllic false history right or at the very least they're afraid of the backlash mm -hmm. now that there's so much like political correctness atmosphere that people are afraid of right you know guys i think we need to take some time and watch that peanuts special 
that Thanksgiving peanut special where, like, everybody dies. And decide, like, if it's racist or not? <laughs> well, it's about Thanksgiving, so... Everybody dies? Is that what it's you It's a just really said? dark... <laughs> the peanuts. Yeah. Like, they're, like, burying each other. It's dark. <laughs> they're all dressed as pilgrims. And, okay. I think we do need to uh -huh, watch I it, because I do not recall them... <laughs> Dying. <laughs> well, tune in next year yeah. because we already have our second Thanksgiving, uh, our second November episode yeah. planned. Um, well, off of that, the the peanut special that I remember for Thanksgiving is Charlie Brown having a Thanksgiving dinner with his peanuts gang, um, and then I guess everybody kills each other. I don't know, but they died of a plague. I don't know. <laughs> but so. Typically when there are Thanksgiving specials, it's not about the story of Thanksgiving, which you're more likely to get with like something like Christmas. And even that's like not necessarily the case, but it's more of like the idea of Thanksgiving of like, oh, you meet with your family and you talk about what you're thankful for and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I will say that out of the three holidays back to back that I celebrate Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas... Thanksgiving would be my least favorite of the three. Mm -hmm. um, and I think the types of, I guess the culture that surrounds Thanksgiving is either getting mad at people for not being thankful or being really proud about how much you hate your family. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Neither of which goes towards what Thanksgiving quote unquote is about. Right. Um, and I do like like, internet culture and meme culture, but some, like, the humor is not wholesome in any way. It's oh, very no. negative and self-deprecating, yeah. which can be funny, but when you get bombarded with it, it gets stale. Yeah. Every piece of media or, like, conversation about Thanksgiving is like, ugh, I cannot wait for, like, this family member to, like, be out of my house. Or, like, oh, I'm dreading this family member showing up. Yeah, my brother just drinks. Like, every day? <laughs> I mean, he does, but <laughs> specifically on Thanksgiving, so I... There's something there. <laughs> and I mean, just in general, like, I used to love Thanksgiving um, when my mom hosted it. And then eventually she started uh, getting taken for granted, or they, at least that's how she felt, so she stopped doing it. And no one picked up her slack, <laughs> which was clear evidence that we were taking her for granted. <laughs> <laughs> So just in my personal experience, Thanksgiving isn't an incredible holiday either. Yeah, but other than like the huge meal that you have, which I mean, you could technically do whenever. <laughs> <laughs> yes. um, which I mean, I guess you could do any of these whenever. But. I will say it's harder to dress up and go out in public trick-or-treating yeah, any day of any the other year. Day. <laughs> It is easier to have a big meal with friends and family on any given day. Yeah. I will say I do appreciate Friendsgivings, which um, I think started getting more popular when I was like 20, 21. Um, it's just an excuse for one friend to host all of your friends and have a Thanksgiving meal as opposed to having a Thanksgiving meal with your family, who, if Twitter is to be believed, you hate. Now you're having a Thanksgiving with... Uh, everyone that you enjoy spending your time with. Which I'm okay with. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, in my mind, this year, I feel like every year it's gotten more and more exaggerated about this discrepancy of 
Christmas starting the day after Halloween. Mm -hmm. Like, it wasn't always like that. Right. And I saw it get more and more... um, I saw it get increasingly more popular, I think, just because people were sharing their opinions. And Mm -hmm. suddenly it became a this or that option. Like, I don't... I listen to Christmas music year-round. When it comes up on shuffle on my iPhone, I'll listen through it. And Mm -hmm. then it'll go back to Evanescence or whatever I was listening to. Um, You have Michael Bublé's Christmas (laughs) album and Evanescence. So it's really just... It's just back and forth, back (laughs) and forth. Um, But I have no problem with Christmas culture or winter holiday culture. I find it enlightening for me it's just generally positive but i don't want it rubbed in my face on the internet social media or even the stores Mm -hmm. where i see like christmas lights being sold at the beginning of november so i I don't know what it is Mm. yeah i definitely think it's came from a place of stores just wanting to be the first to be like hey get your christmas lights here Mm -hmm. or like hey, we're the first people to have Christmas-themed drinks. Um, and eventually that just got bumped up further and further because, um, I guess, stores were competing with each other. Yeah. Um, that would be my guess. But no one wants to impede on Halloween because that's another aesthetically pleasing holiday. So it's pretty much Halloween gets its full time, and then they're like, okay, well, now we can do Christmas stuff. And... And I I feel like a lot of things have been starting earlier and earlier, like when pumpkin spice was uh, suddenly became a really popular flavor of beverage, Mm -hmm. it would come out during the fall. And then one year they were like, "Uh, get your pumpkin spice one month early because we released it early. That was this year, wasn't it? No, it was a couple years ago. I mean, it also happened this year. But, Mm -hmm. like, they keep starting things just a little bit early, almost like a promotion for what the season's actually for. Right. Yeah. Um, While we're on Pumpkin Spice, I remember seeing people livid about it online, being like, really? You're going to drink a Pumpkin Spice latte this early? Well, never complain about how cold it is. Or, like, never talk about how much you love summer. Like, something like that. And it's like, it's just... Coffee. You're not allowed to enjoy things anymore. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's, um, I think a big thing of, like, well, I enjoy this time of year. I really like Thanksgiving. So I'm going to make it a big deal that stores are selling Christmas cookies already. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's kind of, like, this present thing that's, like, on your mind is because people are rubbing it in your face one way or the other. Yeah, like, it, internet culture in general is negative. And it creates a lot of false dichotomies of Mm. either you love Thanksgiving and therefore hate the fact that Christmas starts so early, or you hate Thanksgiving and therefore you love that Christmas starts so early. Yeah, it's all very black and white, and it doesn't need to be. Mm -hmm. And that makes sense because on the internet, there's a lot of just bandwagon hopping and, oh, this person's this opinion, this person's that opinion, so okay, I'm going to pick one. (laughs) Here we go. (laughs) Yeah, I forget what it's called um but there's basically this phenomenon where the easier something is to understand the more likely you're going to want to engage in it because it's easier to voice your opinion and that happens a lot on the internet and that's why we have these debates like 
Christmas versus Thanksgiving or like which way do you put the toilet paper or like I'd rather be hot than cold or vice versa because those kind of reach like this point where it by definition can only be opinion so there's no facts to understand it's literally just this is how I feel so I'm right and anyone who disagrees with me is wrong right and which is frustrating because you should be able to share an opinion disagree with someone else's opinion and it not mean that either of you is wrong but yeah. here we are in a culture where you're wrong, I'm right, and I'm never going to change my mind, even if you present facts. Right. Because mm -hmm. then I would be wrong. <laughs> yeah. And heaven forbid. <laughs> <laughs> there was um, this post I saw on Tumblr where basically um, it said like women's basketball and someone was like, wow, now we're gendering basketballs. And then another post was like, no, basketballs are just made like to the average size of the player. That's like where there's youth basketballs and women's basketballs and men's basketballs because like hand sizes just differ. So the ball size is different. And the original poster was like, oh, OK, I didn't know that. Thanks for telling me that. And then like that was it. Yeah. And I've never, ever seen another <laughs> post like that online ever again. I'll send you some. <laughs> I was genuinely surprised. <laughs> so basically what we're saying is Thanksgiving is like on its face, I guess, less appealing than Christmas or Halloween. And that's probably why it gets overlooked. But it does have a good meaning behind it of just being thankful <laughs> of just being thankful for what you have and the people around you. And it's an excuse to eat biscuits and mashed potatoes so if you don't like it skip it if you like it celebrate it everything's fine i think the important thing is don't rub it in people's faces that you have an opinion we all have an opinion like congratulations yeah. <laughs> it's like assholes everybody's got one and you should make that's really hold on now you're discriminating <laughs> against people who don't have assholes okay people are born differently <laughs> kiwi Go vote. <laughs> the end. We're done. That'll do it for this episode. Thank you all so much for listening. Please tune in next time when we talk about free birds and what we're grateful for. If you liked us, find us on Twitter and Instagram at two underscore bald men and find us on Facebook. And please remember to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, and SoundCloud. Thank you all again, and if you're driving, we hope you got to your destination safely and on time.